Hello, and welcome to the Fireside Cast. I'm your host, Travis, and I'm joined today by... John Lockard. And... Hated you. And today we're bringing you a special fan episode. Someone sent in this request. Ooh. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. It was it was sent in by Kira. Nice. And we did promise. <gasps> we did say. Hmm. High quality audio recording, right there, David. <laughs> it's like. Did you could you hear t- every yes, the water? every glub every single glub. We can hear all of it. For the listeners at home, that's David <laughs> slamming a handle of vodka. He's had a rough day. So, we have been requested to speak on the Tiburon Island tragedy. Um, does anybody know where the Tiburon Island is? Not even nope. a little bit. Mm-mm. What if I said it relates to previous episodes that we have we have done? Then I would say in the Caribbean. I would say um, Polynesia. What if it has something to do with, like, my favorite? And I would say the Northwest that isn't... Passage. Right, it has something to do with the Northwest Passage. Now, now, where where is it? In the Northwest Passage. <laughs> Up by Canada. No. <laughs> On the bottom of the Hudson Bay. That, no. Um, also, fun fact, recently someone was talking to me about, you, do you guys remember when we did the whole Northwest Passage episode and everyone yes. died yes. what? And they re- and as of last year they found they found the yes. ship. How could we forget? So I was talking to someone very casually about this, and by very casually, I kind of freaked them out with my Northwest Passage <laughs> knowledge, because it's very vast. Know, he was like he was talking about it to someone else, and I heard about it and got super excited. And I'm like, yo, fun fact about the presidential desk. It's made out of the wood that was you know, that was from the boat who went to go look after the boat that was lost in the Northwest Passage and then was gifted to America when they found it from England. And then England's like, we'll turn it into a desk for you. But anyway, that's not important. What's important is I casually snuck this in where I'm like, you know, my favorite Northwest Passage explorer was Martin Frobisher. You mean you don't have a favorite <laughs> British Northwest Passage explorer? Because, you know, Martin Frobisher Pro is my Fisher. boy. I remember oh, yeah. Pro Martin Fisher. Martin Frobisher. Yeah, he's the one. Who, he's the one who who bought a lot of fool's gold back and was like, "Yo, this place, this place is lit." Hustling every fun. day. Anyway, so why this relates to the, the Tiburon Island is uh, Tiburon Island is located um, in the northern half of Baja, California. Huh. But how does that relate to the Northwest and Passage? If you recall, the Spanish didn't go all the way through Baja, California, and just assumed that California was an island. On the other side of Baja, California was supposed to be Asia. I remember oh. that, because we were talking about that does the, good, does good this, Baja does this ring a bell? Yeah. Right? So, this is an island in Baja, California. Around the middle, a little in the northern... So, Baja, California is actually separated into two different provinces. Northern Baja and Southern Baja, California. And the Baja, the fun Baja that we know is is the one that's bordered to San Diego. And this is, the Tiburon Island is, like, next to... I thought the fun Baja let the dogs Baja. out. Those are the Baja men, who I believe are not from Baja. As far as I'm concerned, they're the fun Actually, Baja. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to fact check that. Ba- <laughs> the Baja men are from the Bahamas, ah. and not Baja. Yeah, they're Baja, B-A-H-A, not B-A-J-A. Ah, yeah. that's how, Okay. That's why there weren't that many dogs. 
<laughs> a fun fact about the Baja. About the Baja men, uh, they performed at the halftime show between the Giants and the Cowboys. Cool. So Tiburon Island, right, uh, is the largest island in Mexico. Hmm. It is 464 square miles and is the natural home of the, uh, how do you pronounce this? In, okay, so it's written as S-E-R-I, but I don't want to say Seri because that doesn't sound correct. But that's never really stopped us on this, on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Long rumored to be cannibals. Although there's some evidence and some evidence against it. Hmm. So, so they're still rumored. Yeah. If, Conti- if there's some yeah. evidence pointing to some people being a cannibal, I tend to believe that that outweighs the evidence that they're not cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a... You find like just... half a foot next to someone's bed with teeth marks <laughs> in it. But you also find a nice apple and, like, him saying he isn't a cannibal. You go to work, you try and steal someone's lunch, and inside their lunch bag, there's a there's a hand that says, my food. It's got a little sticky note. <laughs> you tend to believe that they're cannibals at that point. <laughs> you know, friendly workplace cannibalism. So the Siri people... um are a nomadic tribe with less than a thousand current living members and they usually marry within their own tribe. So they're still around today. tribe on an island? They are still around today. Um, and they're best known for being fierce warriors against Spanish and Mexican subjects. Wait, let's go back to what John said. <laughs> okay. I just thought of that. They're a nomadic <laughs> tribe yeah. on an island? Yeah. They move from one side to the other. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. It's 464 square miles, right? If you didn't have any horses or any other ways of fast transportation, that's pretty big. Like you can you can nomadic up. Yeah, that's fair. But let's see, 464 miles. That's like a little over 20 miles each side. If it's a square, that's like the distance from Pittsburgh to Rochester. Yes, that's that. You can nomadic that yeah. easy. Yeah, that's fair. That that's okay. Different. This this island is much larger than I thought it was. Yeah. I'll give him that. So the the Tiburon Island tragedy refers to a group of explorers in 1905 that went missing in the Sonoran Desert near Tiburon Island. However, there have been articles written about Tiburon Island for some time. Um, oh? And about, you know, those dudes, their people. So for example... This is pretty cool. I think you guys will enjoy this. This is a article written in the San Francisco Call in 1897, which, some quick maths, it's five years, eight years, quick maths, I did quick maths wrong, before this tragedy. But if you look at it, right, it it shows that people were put to death by cannibals on Tiburon Island. Also, you can read the transcription if you're you're so interested. Uh Uh-huh. Um. But what the article is saying is that a you know a sailor and his dude went to the island. Um, to they were gonna go off of the boat to kill some birds, where they were then attacked by aliens. By aliens. By Indians. I'm tired, guys. <laughs> this took a really, really weird so t- turn. 
<laughs> I, I'm really tired. Um, <laughs> where they're where they were attacked and killed. Um, what's interesting is that it's been noted that the people of Tiburon were rumored at the time to not have discovered fire and ate all of their food raw. The implication is that they didn't have bow and arrow. They 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 just they had arrow. They they had arrow, but those like primitive. Um, it's actually reminded of a island off the coast of India nowadays that also is fiercely hostile against um strangers and will also attack you with rocks and arrows if you step foot on their beach. I think I saw something about. Have that. you guys heard of this one? Like a small yeah, it's off, it's off the coast. Like flew over top and it came yeah. back riddled with arrows. Yeah, it's it's off the coast of India. Um, apparently, indigenous people really don't like other people. Hmm. Um. Which explains why that they've married within their tribe even in the modern era. Yeah, you know what they say: xenophobia is alive and well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. See, we're not the only ones. <laughs> the fireside cast isn't the only one who casts hate. <laughs> yeah, see, we're not the only ones who hates everyone but themselves. Um, but they they never found the they never found these dudes' bodies. Captain Porter and just and his loyal pal. Friendly. Um <laughs> Yeah, but like they never found him. And since the Mexicans like most governments being very poorly what do you call it? They they treated their Indians very poorly, just that if you can't find them, they're probably eaten. Which is partially oh. propaganda. Huh. Which is why I say allegedly they're cannibals. Yeah, I think that's kind of how they handle it nowadays, too. Most missing person cases. They just say they've been eaten. Yeah, sorry. No. If you can't find yeah, them, they put Yeah, they put out an Amber Alert for like for like two weeks, and then after that, they're just like, nah, probably been eaten. Nah. Chili. Um, so, Tiburon is the Spanish word for shark. So it's the Shark Islands? It's the Shark Island. Are there a lot of sharks there? Uh, if I recall, the Baja Peninsula, like, has some sharks. Um, it's so in the Monterey Bay, they actually put little tracking things on their sharks, and um, young sharks don't venture that far away from the main coast of California. Older sharks, four to five years, um, they've noticed that those sharks tend to travel down and up the Baja Peninsula. So yes, there are sharks, but only adult sharks. The teenage sharks. And the younger sharks don't tend to travel that far south of California. Um, they also tend to go to Hawaii very often, um, as there is a cycle between Hawaii and Monterey, or Central California. And they they do that cycle. Occasionally, hmm. they'll venture down, but only the older sharks. So, it, so it's like a, a senior living uh, area I, for sharks. I, I don't know if it's a senior. It's, it's like us, right? If we were sharks, we'd be brave enough to go down to. Baja California, but if we were like in high school, we'd be like, "Nah, I'm gonna stick to Hawaii." I think I think it's just where all the uh... where all the cool kids are. <laughs> I think Baja California is the is the Florida of sharks. Oh well, I mean Florida is hell because you know hell is the absence of God's exactly. love, and so is Florida. Cross another one of the fifty off the list. All right. Got... <laughs> <laughs> you, you heard it here folks 
God throws his scorn on the I, state I think of I've Florida. upset both categories. I theologians for my definition of hell and Floridians <laughs> from your attributing my definition of hell no, I think, to Florida. I think I think that's a pretty you know accurate description. <laughs> you know you know where else is absent of God's love? Where David? Chucky e. Cheeses. Chucky Chucky e. Cheeses. I have never gotten the prize off the prize wall that I have been truly like <laughs> joyous for. So I will agree about that. It's like gambling, but the payouts are much worse. Um, I, it's instilling the thrill of gambling in our young children. I'm not with that. Ski Good. ball is basically Good. craps. <laughs> yes. Except with skill. Craps, there's no skill involved. Have you ever always rolled sevens? I've always rolled sevens. I don't believe that. I have never not rolled a seven. Mm. They've kicked me out of multiple casinos. Oh, well, okay. Well, shit. Wow. Can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. So, well, there you go. The Tyrone Island is currently uninhabited, <gasps> except for... Hi. My phone is apparently still on. I let I will turn that off to create a better recording environment. I feel like I know what that soundbite was from. It's Navi from Legend of Zelda. That's what I thought. How can you not? That is what I yeah. thought. So, Tiburon's an uninhabited place, except for Mexican military encampments on both shores, and is ministered as an ecological preserve by the Seri Today? government. Yes. So, you might be quite asking this nomadic people who once lived on this island, why would the island be called uninhabited? Is that where the tragedy comes in? No. So in nineteen sixty three President Aldolfo Lopez Mateos uh moved all of the people into the desert. These island dwelling dudes now live in the desert. How did he move them if they're uh, xenophobic and hostile? Alright. He had guns. Fair enough. And trucks. And they did not. Mm. Oh wait, what um, year was this? 1963. So what happens okay. when they get to the water? I heard 1863. And was like, yeah, yeah trucks? 19, 1963. <laughs> um, there's also people... <laughs> I would be scared, no wonder too, they were in 1863 scared. someone had trucks and was moving <laughs> into the desert. <laughs> people also... Remember, I mentioned that they were thought to be savages who ate their food raw. Not... Like, there isn't too big of an evidence on that. So again, allegedly. Everything is alleged. Um, ah, so you think this new... was just a huge like smear campaign to try to get them to move to the desert and have no one care? Yeah. I mean, these people used to live next to a coastline where they scooped crabs and ate medicinal plants. They just got high and ate, ate seafood all day. Dude, that you sounds know? like the life. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then they got moved into the Mexican <laughs> desert where there's no running water. Uh, fresh water has to be trucked into the to where they live now, and they live in cinder block homes with very little plumbing. Thank you, Mexico. That sounds sort of tragic. Is that the Tiburon Island tragedy? The, no, these are the people. You see, you see, this oh. is part of my this is part of my liberal agenda to get you to feel sorry for our, for our tragedy <laughs> purveyors. <laughs> That's part of your liberal agenda, but also part of your liberal agenda is telling us to hate Florida because it is godless. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing some mixed messages out here, David. <laughs> they should move Florida into the Mexican desert where there's little running water and brick holes. 
Not the Floridians. The state of Florida. They yeah, should just dude. take Florida and move it somewhere else. And then no one would have to be hit by hurricanes. Or they would bring they the would. hurricanes to the Mexican desert and it will solve their desert problem. David, how did Florida hurt you? <laughs> Show me on the doll. <laughs> oh man. What is the What, what did is Florida what is do the... to draw your ire this much? <laughs> Florida. <laughs> it's just an easy target. You know? By virtue of its existence. It, like Florida is the Carl Banks of America. Carlton Banks? Don't mind me, I'm yeah. Googling Carl Banks. <laughs> me too. I do I did mean Carlton Banks, but if Carl Banks oh, brings up somebody Carlton interesting. Banks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Carl Banks is a former American football linebacker. I know, I was trying to get the reference. I really uh, but was. He, uh, no, it was it was tangential because he's from Flint, Michigan. Hey oh no, Flint, Michigan. Still no running Throwback. water. Still no running water. Also bleak. Also bad plumbing. People don't care about Flint, Michigan anymore. A population 1,000? How many people do live in Flint, Michigan? That's a good question. Probably not that much. According to the 2010 census, it was 102,000. Hmm. According to the 90, 2016 census, it was 97,000. People are leaving. Flint, Men or just Flint Metropolitan dying. Area has 425,000. That's so, actually quite a lot. That's a lot of people, but that was ten, that was like eight years ago. I assume a lot of them have left because, well, you know, there's no running water. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just wanted to clear Flint, Michigan because they have plans? You know, at this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oops. We're just so incompetent. Guess you guys <laughs> so, have to move out now. So now the Seri people make a living um, making baskets. With Responding to every iPhone call. <laughs> with their and teeth. they're outsourcing everything. You know when you, hold, when you hold the home button on an iPhone, it doesn't actually give you an AI. It gives you one of the Seri people. Mm -hmm. I, saw that, I saw that Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> Uh, so yeah Cardi B Cardi B anyway so these are these people they're you know they they just kind of live in the desert make their living off scallops and crabs and carvings and baskets in the desert they make their living off of scallops and crabs they still just go to the coast off the little hell channel no, now David is it called the little hell channel or did you just make that up it's actually called the Little Hell Channel. I'm glad you asked. Okay. It's called the Canal de Infernillo. Is it shaped like Florida? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one can dream. So the reason why people don't live on there anymore is because the Mexican government turned to a natural reserve. And introduced bighorn sheep onto the island, which they pay the Seri people a license to go hunt these big, uh, bighorn sheep. Do you know who hunts these bighorn sheep? Americans. This hurts my brain. 
So they turned it into a nature reserve and then destroyed it by bringing in someone that wasn't naturally there. Yep, and now they sell hunting licenses. Mm -hmm. To sort of cull the population because there's no natural predator, I'm assuming. No, to make the money because these people live in dirt. Like Uh, actual dirt. There's no running water. (laughs) You're really hammering that home that there's no running water. (laughs) I feel like, uh, you know... You're really uh, painting a narrative here, David. I my liberal agenda. Your liberal agenda. <laughs> my liberal no running agenda. water. What is it? Fake Michigan. <laughs> I'm ready to see how this pans out. How are you going to spec ops the line this story, David? <laughs> How's it going to pan out if there's no water to pan? Well, the last thing I'll leave you is that these <laughs> hey. the people in the village are still vastly isolationist. One time, a young boy saw an SUV that was non-serial drive by them, and they threw rocks at it. Just like how they used to throw rocks at people. Ah. I see. So throwing rocks is alive and well. Good. Violence against all vehicles. Used to be scooters. Now it's escalates. Boats. (laughs) So yeah. The Siri now live in in this place. So the tragedy. Let's get back to the tragedy. Now Mm -hmm. I've set the tone. Um, this all seems rather tragic, so I would consider yes. that a tragedy as well. Ex- excellent. Well, the island, they were lucky because the island had um really strong tidal currents, so, you know, it, they were just naturally kind of isolated. And they also got Pablo first. So here's 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 the quick the breakdown, all right? The, the, all the right. scoop. Let me give you the scoop. So, in 1903, Thomas Grindle made his first trip to the island of Tiburon. At the time, he only went around the edges to see if it's worth mounting a full-scale prospecting operation. So if you recall, by the end of the uh, 19th century, gold mining was a huge thing because Alaska, California, Colorado, they found they found gold. So yeah, you this is still Cornelius. a way. Yeah, so this is still a way for people to make their fortunes. Um, deciding that it was worth coming back to this island, he, the man went back to Arizona, his native state, to recruit men to help him. Uh, he only got three other people. When he left in 1905. They took money to uh, buy the materials needed to make a distillery, which was uh, the only materials that they took because they knew fresh water was going to be difficult to acquire in an island in the mix- middle of Mexico. Uh, they set off on June 10th, promising back to be by the end of July, and uh, they never came back. That is the tragedy. promise. Honestly, breaking a promise of any kind is a tragedy. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I guess you could say these people experienced a series of unfortunate events, huh? Oh, God. (laughs) John, no. I thought you were better than this. I am not better than this. I think episode seven we learned that. (laughs) No. <laughs> uh, it was right there. I took the low hanging okay. fruit. But uh, the 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 signs were looking good for their survival because prior to this, I already showed you that there were two people that went off a uh, boat and were missing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also another Wait, captain who. Can you repeat that? I, I don't know if I glitched out or if you just stopped speaking English for a second. Ah, um, remember I showed you prior there was an article of two people who went to the island and then were got stones thrown at them. And were never found again. 
Oh, mm-hmm. that's part's important. They never found their bodies. And then the Mexican government was like, they probably got you. Yes, yes, I remember this now. Okay. Yeah, that, that's why they're probably cannibals. Yes. And then later in uh, 1897, Captain George Porter, who was on mat- a lot of natural expeditions, sailed his boat to collect seashells, and he didn't come home either. And the Mexican government found nothing but a shoe and the remains of a campfire. No bodies and no signs of struggle. All right, and so these the Mexican- things are leading towards cannibals. And the Mexican mm-hmm. government once again just said, uh, it's probably cannibalism, you know? Yeah. I like how cavalier they are with this. So <laughs> They're just like, now, yeah, we probably have cannibals in our country. So now yeah. the last thing is, is now, I, want everyone to get, I want everyone to get their math hats on. Mm-hmm. Math hat. You ready? Uh, okay. In 1904, uh-huh. two Yaki renegades, which is a different tribe, ex- escaped to Tiburon Island. The mm. governor of this province of Sonora sent a messenger to the Siri that said, bring the Yaki's with their hands tied to a pole, and you will receive a reward. The Seri did not speak Spanish, so the messenger had to use sign language. Sometime they later, took it literally? Sometime later, a group of Seri women arrived in Hermosillo with eight bloody hands tied to a pole, protected by a pair of straw hats. <laughs> so now, tell me, John, what type of pe- what type of people can produce four hands? Let's see. They were looking four for hands. two renegades and they gave back eight hands. Eight hands. Let's see. Nineteen. Probably spiders. So four which what type of people have four sets of hand? Hmm. That's a good question. Probably spiders. There were those two mm-hmm. missing from a while ago. Also you think they kept the hands. Recall they wanted the people tied by their hands to a pole. Mm-hmm. They returned hands tied to a pole. I mean, you with know, the hands word... tied to nothing else. Instructions were unclear. I can't really fault them for that. The numbers were a little off, but you know, someone was probably just cooking the books. <laughs> also, they returned eight hands for two dudes. Like I said, it's spiders, David. They did a little better than they thought. Okay. They doubled the number of hands because they thought they can get double the rewards. Yep. That's what I would do. If four hands will get me 4,000 gold, eight hands should get me 8,000 gold. (laughs) Then I can finally buy those nice bracers. With Squidward on them. (laughs) Nice so potion Thomas Grindel actually took a pretty interesting cast of dudes. He took one Native American guide, because you mm-hmm. always need one on these expeditions. Was he it Sacagawea? Took... No. Damn. Mm. He was also a clerk in the Supreme Arizona Supreme Court, and he was a sergeant in the Rough Riders during the Spanish-American War. Now, does anybody know what the Rough Riders are? I'm assuming so it has familiar. something to do with dogs. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they go rough. <laughs> Mounted combat. Do you guys know our president, Theodore Roosevelt? Teddy! I'm familiar. Speak softly and carry a big stick. He rounded up uh, the Rough Riders and went down to 
become a paramilitary group in the Cuban War of Independence. Yeah. That's this. Ring a bell. Nah. He also messed with... He also fought, of course, for the Spanish-American War, which is the main thing. Okay. Yeah? Right. No? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Well, anyway. I, just, I just said okay because it seemed like that was the answer you were looking for. Sure. Well, anyway, this, <laughs> the guy who went down there like was a was an army sergeant. He he knew how to fight. He's seen some some combat. All right. So he was like a veteran level one. Yes. Gotcha. He came. So on his initial uh, round of the island, he thought the people were most peaceful on earth. This is a quote by him. Literally, the most peaceful hmm. people on earth. Many He's of them cannibals were so who poor. brought eight hands. Yes. Many of them were so poor that they could not navigate and lived on a very plain diet of fish and turtles. They could not cook their food and do not use knives, but simply in a very primitive manner, tear their food and eat it raw. The women are supreme in the government, and the older they are, the greater their power. That's what he said. Of course, the hands thing was in the Mexican government. These were Americans going into a new land, so they didn't bother looking up the history. And, you know, unlike us, we they couldn't just simply Google it. Very true. And that's the tragedy. That's the <laughs> Tiburon Island tragedy right there. They couldn't Google anything. <laughs> so, I don't know how, how to... How to, how to, mm. Mm. How okay, to present this our, information? How to present this information. You see... Did they? Was there a new bounty out on hands? No, this is very similar. What happens is very similar to the whole... Uh, uh, Northwest Passage ex- Expedition. Have you ever read The Most Dangerous Game, David? No. <laughs> Isn't that the game show where you hunt humans for funsies? Close enough. Alright. There's a movie <laughs> in France about it. It's not a game show. It's It was it was a book. Oh. It was. No, I mean, like, the book is about a game show. It's not a game show. It's not about okay. a game show. No. But... It, it's, 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 it's the most dangerous game is human. Yep. Grindel's brother. Mm-hmm. Because these people never found Edward Grindel. Followed in September to find out what happened to his brother. When he came to the town, the ill-fated prospecting party had left from. He received word from a small group of hunters that the Americans got killed and were probably eaten with their hands strapped to stakes. I, I don't know if what? I remember the part where David told us the Americans died. Uh, Grindel's, Grindel's party never came back. I did oh. say that. Yeah, that makes sense. And and every person before it who never came back, the Mexican government said that they were eaten. So. Hmm. Maybe the Mexican was, president was a cannibal the whole time. Maybe. And he's, he's just passing the buck. He's eating yep. people and just blaming it. On the Siri. Yep. It, they must be eating them. Uh, all right. I don't know why that's your first conclusion, Mr. President, but, uh, you know, we'll look into it. No, no, no need. They're no need. They look at, look at, look at those teeth marks. They definitely cooked them about to a, a medium rare. And, uh, this one, they slow roasted for at least eight hours. The meat fell right off the bone. Uh, you, you can tell. Definitely. Cannibals. There was also a rumor that the series were known to taking their captives and cutting them apart little by little and eating pieces as they watched them die. Since, of course, they were also known to not be able to cook their food. How do you get this kind of information? <laughs> I feel like that's like, you find Hence, it out right before you're eaten little by little. 
Yeah, I don't think it, that's kind of the information you go to a tavern <laughs> and say. So the other day, I found a guy, and I cut him up piece by piece and ate him little by little. Mm-hmm. I mean, but see, but this is you—you you maintain that the meat you're eating is always fresh because they're off a live being. Oh God, you eat them alive. Yes. Hmm. I thought you'd kill them first, at least. No, no, no. You—you you missed the part where I said watching them die. Hmm. So again, allegedly. Right. Alleged, allegedly they did this. Because this kind of seems like the type of story a government would use to say, like, these are savages. No one would miss them if we take all this land. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely building their, their imaginary case. This straw man is looking pretty flammable. <laughs> mm. So... Edward Gwendell determined that the hands were from some other fortunate party after speaking to a guide. He then followed he need, in his brother's... He needed to consult the guide first. He didn't... He didn't... He couldn't do that That quick math either. <laughs> following... All right, well, everything seems to be in order here. Uh, sir, I, I don't mean to break it to you, but there were two individuals and there were four hands. Right, yeah, two. There are eight hands. What, what's the, the... What's the issue? <laughs> So uh, he took his party to go find the remains. And what they found were traces of his brother, a mule, a hunting rifle, Tom's book, but no bodies. That's because they were eaten. No, the remains of Tom were found two years later, no more than a pile of bones, identified by a handwritten letter that was next to the pile of bones. Um, If you would like, since this is a lot of reading, um, I'm going to link you to the article detailing them finding his pile of bones. Going to be honest here, probably not going to read that. Oh, that is a lot of reading. It's only that little bit, though. It's it's from uh, Bones of Explorers Found down to some Christmas merrymakings. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unlike our current newspapers, old school newspapers were jam-packed with content instead of yeah, jam-packed with advertisements. <laughs> Explorers go missing, diplomatic Christmas cards. They just don't even care. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Alaska needs advertising. These are some... I'm, do you guys remember when newspapers were cool and, like, <laughs> fun to read? No. You know, you know, like in 1906. Oh, yeah. yeah. I no, don't I remember. remember 1906, David. I'm sorry. You don't? Oh, oh man. That, that was, was a great a, that time. Was a fun year. 1906 is how I call it. Mm. Uh, the the original naughties. I hate the word naughties. I hate the word naughties <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I think it's so dumb. Not a big fan of the uh, years before ten happens. No. Uh so half a century later, a friendlier expedition visited the island with a you know the goal of understanding these people. Mm-hmm. And when asked whether or not the rumors of cannibalism were true, one person responded, well, we like the flavor better than most game. They went on to clarify that the Mexican government had placed restrictions on their cannibalistic activity and threatened them with death should any more people disappear on the island. So they just <laughs> rolled with it? So, so, my listeners, whether or not they're cannibals, up to you. All right. I was going to say, is that an admission? Is that like they're just they're messing with them? Owning them? it, I think that's an admission. 
That sounds like something one of us would do, too. It, it's definitely something any one of us three would do. Or they've yeah. been hearing that they're, they've been cannibals for so long that they're like, we should just like, give it a try. And they became <laughs> self-fulfilling it was. cannibalistic prophecy. It was entrapment. They would have it never was. eaten those bodies had they not been told <laughs> to eat those bodies. We need another trial. <laughs> Fireside cast versus the Mexican government. <laughs> I think we got a case here. Their penance will be paying for the wall. <laughs> but the wall will be but but for the native they're just gonna wall off the island they just yeah they're gonna the wall island. the island off <laughs> easy peasy no problem so what actually happened is that they ran out of water because they're the, on an on. island hang on let's, let's hear but it's salt water it's salt water you boil it it's really, it you you, and then you boil it. You put a top on it and you boil it. They had to get the to the. They had to. They had to get to the island though. There's still you got to traverse the desert to get to the island. They're on a boat. This is like the 1900s, right? Yeah, yeah. But they traversed. There's a part where they apparently needed to go through the desert. So, why wouldn't they just take a boat? Okay. <laughs> you you'd have to like go. To the Baja California part and take a boat down. Okay. And we did, we talked about the island having very rough currents, right? Talked yeah, you said that. it was tidal. Yeah. And I yeah. and I made the joke about Jay Z and the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dude, is tidal still in business? I hope not. I, I they they absolutely are. They are. Maybe they should be my music streaming service of choice over Pandora. Are the Baja men still in business? Yeah, they we at the beginning of this episode they performed in 2015 for the 2015. Wow, I thought it was an earlier the Super Cowboys. Bowl because I don't keep track. That wasn't the Super Bowl. That was just a regular. They would not get the Baja man to mid- mainline the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was on. gonna say. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I was. I was twenty years was late for that. Yeah, I was. I was just kind of wondering what happened between, you know, then and, you know, who let the dogs out. So. Next episode, uh, History of the Baja Men. Here, here, here's how they got, tried to get to it, right? So they went to Santa Ana and by train and then by coach and then by donkey and burro, which is horse, which is donkey. I said, I meant horse and donkey and then I said donkey and donkey. I'm just tired. But anyway. <laughs> Um, what happened is they stored all of their water in one five-gallon can. Okay, was it made of lead at least? Uh, no. Okay, good. Not. At but, least they weren't that stupid. But never... Oh, no. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, my, my headphones beeped at me, which meant it ran. It was going to run out of batteries. Oh, no. Plug those bad boys in. There you go. Uh, well, they ran out of water and apparently damaged the can because the next recorded thing is one guy saying, I drank seven cups of seawater and two cups of coffee made out of seawater. Did they not boil it first? No. Well, they did for coffee. They boiled it because they made coffee. 
<laughs> All right, if we're going to do it right, it's going to be for the coffee. Priority. One guy, the guy, one guy survived this expedition, and he said he survived by squeezing water and distilling it out of the plants. Well, he's thinking at least. He, uh, he, the, like, yeah. They just they drank a lot of seawater. I feel like people <laughs> in this time didn't really understand how to do life. I think most people in this time never went to school. Especially people who were treasure hunters in Arizona from Arizona. Fair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got you got us there. They did bring a water distiller, but for some reason it was it wasn't good enough. It was just a Brita filter. They couldn't just ah they did have, have a filter. They did have a distiller, but they could not distill water fast enough, so they just started drinking seawater. Ah. Yeah, I get that. Also, also sometimes they can't distill water where they are, so they just kind of have to resort to stuff. So, yeah, the people who vanished were actually just died from dehydration. Oh. Also, also written... So this, there's actually a book written about this guy in Lost Explorers, The Mystery of a Vanished Expedition. And, uh... He wrote, they plunged into the sea and drank freely of the seawater, which made me sick, but was refreshing. After all day, I made some coffee and ate a little bacon and bread, and I lay down in the sand and slept. So, clearly they have no problems drinking seawater. I guess. Hmm. Well, I mean, they didn't immediately have problems with drinking seawater. I... I actually don't understand why humans can't drink seawater. That is a fact I do not know. It's too salty. It dehydrates you more than it hydrates you. Is that is that mm -hmm. literally it? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Huh. That is very interesting. So it it like the osmotic pressure in your body becomes too low and it just <laughs> sucks all the water out. Oh, mm -hmm. so they're actually killing themselves as they're thirst. Yep. Yes. And oh, but so they're bad. so thirsty that they drink seawater, and the seawater will make them more thirsty because it's so salty. And then they drink more seawater because they're mm -hmm. thirsty. And then they die. Yeah. Yes. Damn. That's tense tragedy. So. We found out so that they weren't actually the tragedy. Yeah, se. what part is the tragedy per se? <laughs> they, they, those, they just that that expedition became lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because this has all been fairly tragic. Yeah, the whole thing. You haven't said anything kinda... that was like comedic yet, except for Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm beginning to think that uh, a lot of history is just wealthy people. Taking a dump on less wealthy people. Yes. That's why I want to get wealthy. I'm constipated. Yeah. So, so you can <laughs> dump. Uh, if that makes sense to me. So yeah. Oh, and, now and the, the phrase the down yeah, in the, the dumps was... makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh and because, right, like, it was called a tragedy because the people were lost and never knew what happened to them. Mm -hmm. So they just assumed that they were they were eaten. That's the tragedy. Why is this everyone's assumption? Like, the people... honestly, like, I, I would not just jump to cannibalism. 
but they're savages. I mean, they could have like could have been like you know they beat him to death. They they drew and quartered him. They you know ripped their limbs off slowly, slower than drawing and quartering. There were more creative things. Like. I guess with the Mexican government doubling down on this being like cannibalistic society, I would slowly believe that sort of believe that, but like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And because they never found any scraps of clothing or anything, they were just like, he's done. But the one survivor, they they don't eat the food or they don't eat the clothes. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Like it's, it's it's, it's like the rind of a banana. You take the banana off and they never found them. So like, you know? Yeah. At the time, they never found him. Because I literally just linked you that they found his remains. But at well, the time, yeah, they, they didn't find him. So it's like... I mean, they wouldn't know? eat the bones either. They would have seen like little piles of bones around the campfire. His brother then, after finding the remains, was eligible to collect his life insurance. A large sum. Oh, thank goodness. You needed, the, you needed the remains? Uh that's what the news article in the Boston transcript said, the one that I linked you. Uh, <laughs> not expecting any of you to read it because it was like a wall of text about Christmas. <laughs> um, uh, but he spent a lot of that money trying to look for his brother. Like more of his brother. But he uh, found his remains. What more could he find? They, the remains was a, was a campfire though, which you can't say like... I thought you said you know? he found bones. Yeah, bones, bones and campfire. That's not a remain. Is the, do bones count as remain? I thought it had to be like, how could you tell if it's your bones or his bones or like dental records? Yeah, but they uh, just said it was. I have there was, all there was, of the bones inside my body, and uh... it's like if we if we liquefied John and only kept his bones, and then wrote a letter that said this is John. Can we just assume the pile of bones is John because there's a letter next to it saying this is John, or just some dude's bones? Back in the day, I can see how that would be harder to prove. <laughs> in a in a in a time without internet, I could also see how that would be hard to prove. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so one guy turned up in Arizona, Hoffman, who we've been talking about mm-hmm. because he wrote down accounts of everyone drinking seawater. Um, All right. So the the Arizona Rangers went down to check it out, and uh, nope, no no luck. They're making this dangerous trip, and they could not find anyone. Does Arizona touch the Gulf? I don't think so. I do not think so. I think Arizona... Uh... No, no, there's Mexico no. between the two. There, There's a uh, little bit of Mexico between the two, yeah. Just a little bit of Mexico. I kind of want to visit Arizona very briefly before I... Be like, very, very briefly. I was there for a conference once. Before you Is it what? At, b- before I melt. Oh, okay. It's it's as Arizona as you would think Arizona would be. Oh, that hurts me. <laughs> it's I'm, beautiful. I'm, I'm, Red rock everywhere. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But my God, is it hot? I am in pain from thinking about it. How's that seawater treating you, David? Oh man, I keep drinking and I'm just more thirsty. <laughs> you keep that one in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I'm keeping the terrible one in too. It's fine. Damn. All right. So yeah, they they that was the tragedy. They couldn't find him. They sent people and they couldn't find him. One guy escaped and said everyone was drinking seawater like morons. He's that one guy that's like it's it's better to drink the blood of turtles than it is to drink seawater. And everyone looks at him like he's stupid, but he's actually correct, right? He was yeah. that guy. Yeah. He he was apparently found in town crazy from his experience and covered with running sores. Makes sense. Like sores on his feet? I'm not even sure what a running sore is. Sores from running? So like chafing? Sure. Yeah. Have you ever run a marathon? I have never. Oh, especially with that salty, like, that salty water coming into the air. Oh. Oh, man. That is Chafe City. That is Chafe City. But he was alive. That's true. All right. So yeah, that that is yeah. that is the tragedy. That was pretty tragic that they never found that guy. I have to say, saddest moment of the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please put some dramatic music behind that, John. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you all right, for listening. So, so here's what oh. the the record said, right? Oh. Wait, hold on, we have more. I thought thought that was the sign-off. Okay, so the mystery would remain until two years later when a group of prospectors from California stumble upon a pile of bleached bones with a parched, sun-beaten letter nearly illegible sitting next to it. Ooh. So, yeah, right? Like, that's what I said. I mean, like, it could have been anyone. It could have been John. I doubt it's John because John's still alive and he's not a pile of bleached bones. True. Fair enough. Well, there's a pile of bleached bones somewhere inside of John. I don't know if John's bones have been bleached recently. They were. It's like a beauty thing. I hear I hear it's all the rage, you know. Hair, eyebrows, assholes, bones. Teeth. Teeth. Teeth are Teeth. last. Teeth. <laughs> Teeth are bones. True. Checkmate atheist to Florida with you. <laughs> and uh, some some anthropologists believe that uh, the whole cannibalism thing stems mm. from uh, people seeing them fight where they would bite and claw at you. Uh. They fight like, like berserkers. So they were like, these are cannibalistic savages. Gotcha. So they yeah, fight dirty. That. So they were like, it was legend. That makes sense now. That that cannibalism yep. thing. I was wondering how they came up with it. Now it makes more sense. Yeah. But then that one guy kind of owned up to it. So who knows? <sighs> who knows? I think he was just messing with him. He was like, yeah, whatever. You kicked me out of my home and made me wander in the desert. Might as well make you believe I'm a cannibal. Yeah. I, I would. I, I, I want to believe in that, dude. Like, they were literally salty. And I would have you- <laughs> <laughs> They they were literally salty. Yeah. There's Mexico's weird during that time. There was a time when Mexico like banned Catholicism and like forced all the priests to marry or like die or get driven out of town. So it was a rough time. Yeah. Interesting. If any of our listeners want to read that on Mexican history, it's written by the British author Graham Greene. Called the power and the glory. Hmm. 
Uh, Graham yeah. Green will be joining us in our next episode. Yeah, the next Graham episode Green will is... be about uh, the history of the Baja men. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, never mind that Graham Green died in 1991. I'll take it. Especially impressive the... that he's going to be on the podcast next week. The ghost of Graham Green. The bleached pile of bones, that is. Goodness. So yeah, Mexico in the 1930s was a wild place. And the 1905, and the 1890s. And the 2000s. Yeah. And now, what's going on in Mexico now? You know, drug trade. Yeah. Cartels. Rip. That sort of tomfoolery. Human trafficking, the usual. Yeah, but we have that here. I'm not really, you know. Well, I think to a lesser degree. Uh, I don't don't think so. At least the criminals that control the government in America are legitimate businessmen. Trump stakes. <laughs> they have been elected by popular vote. <laughs> actually, I heard that Trump stakes were actually kind of tasty. Um, but not 200 to to $1,000 worth of tasty. I want something that's 200 to to $1,000 tasty. That's a big range, dude. I'll take anything in that range. <laughs> <laughs> TBH, don't even care. All right. That that was the tragedy. I'm sorry I made it seem less tragic than it was, but it was a bunch of white dudes looking for gold and they got missing, and then uh, everyone said they were eaten. We learned about the real tragedy. Hope you learned the tragedy of the Seri people now living in, like, waterless hoves. Yes. Hovels, not hoves. Hoves is that's what, that's what this podcast is all about, correcting the wrongs in history. We oh, my liberal the, agenda. The Squanto myth. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are, representing the Sari people. It's so odd to me that you actually learn things from this. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to take that. You you might be the only listener <laughs> that's learned anything from listening to this. You know that's fair. <laughs> I have a lot of free time. I listen to the episodes on repeat. I listen to them until every sometimes. every fact I can know by heart, and I know in the episode which facts are the correct ones and which facts are the wrong ones. <laughs> Not even I, I know like, that, David. I like seek. I look at John's computer, and it's like a full-length essay he writes about each episode. Like he just does in-depth analysis <laughs> on his thoughts. Uh, uh, the blog I'll never write. Here's me comparing uh, the Siri people to the original uh, <laughs> nomadic indigenous people of the, of the Americas. Indigenous People Squanto. of the Americas by John Lockard. I would, I would, I would read that book. I would, you would sign it for me. <laughs> I would be first in line. Someday, David. <laughs> John Lockard's A History of the American People. Uh, I look forward to that book. I'm not gonna write you it, should, but I look forward to it. You should listen to the podcast. Uh, the Fireside Cast. Whoa, I can't whoa, believe I discovered whoa, whoa. it. We're not so going to do some free advertising on this show. <laughs> no, no. That's getting cut right there. <laughs> That's getting cut right there. I'm All just right. going to re-record over that. The Fireside Cast. I'm going to paste that right there. <laughs> All right. Or the Fireside Path. Ooh. 
spicy. Spicy. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've found this enjoyable, and I hope you've found it entertaining, and I hope you found it informational. Yeah. I sure did. I learned a lot about people who may or may not be cannibals, even though they said they were cannibals, and the Mexican government said they were cannibals, and there were only bones left. So, you know, kind of leads me to believe that they're probably cannibals. (laughs) But there's actually no observable proof that they're cannibals. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, eats... (laughs) Eats there's bread no, like, like a duck. Like the bones don't have like <laughs> teeth marks on them, right? Like that, they don't even know if those are his bones. Them. There was just like a very like you know faded letter that was next to his bones. If you'd like to have your topic discussed as in depth <laughs> and thoroughly and with as much respect as we've done this one, <laughs> you can email us at thefiresidecast at gmail dot com, or you can tweet at us. We're at firesidecast. Um, I'm at Travis J. Kohler. I'm at J. Lockard, I, I, I. I'm still David. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your show, social media. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you for listening. I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. 